This is a Be Good Indie Arts podcast. Follow us at BGI Arts to learn more. Welcome to Chatterboxing. This is the miscellaneous podcast with only three guarantees. Excellent storytelling, engaging conversation, and an ever-changing premise. Yikes. I'm your host, independent artist and incessant conversationalist, Jesse Bloodgood. Now let's kick off our chat. So I like to talk, hope you like to listen, cause I ain't gonna stop, I'm a man on a mission, it's Chatterboxing. So here we are. Welcome to the first episode of the first season of the second BGI Arts podcast. This is Chatterboxing, and I'm very excited. I, I think this is going to be a nice casual listening type of show, a real passing the time kind of podcast. You know, if you like short stories, if you like, uh, you know, kind of some goofy little Q&As, some bouncing back and forth in conversation with uh, people who are either complete strangers or they have known each other all their lives, I think this is going to be the show for you. Now, I'm a huge fan of podcasts. I listen to three of them religiously. Like, literally every time a new episode comes out, I am listening to it within the week. Another five or six I listen to on occasion. So I love the podcasting format. You're probably wondering where I get the time to do all this. Well, I like it a lot better than television. I like it because I can just be doing other things. I like my eyes free. Free eyes. Because it means I can be moving around, cleaning, exercising, doing laundry, laying up in bed in the middle of the night, disassociating and escaping my never-sleeping brain stuff. You know how it is. Uh, podcasts are awesome. And so are podcast theme songs. Some of them, anyway. Uh, my favorite is a tie between the Bill Buds podcast theme and Dungeons & Daddies All Right theme. Both excellent shows, uh, great premises, and just banger theme songs. Absolutely hit theme songs. Uh, though my other podcast, Stories on the Spot, I'll say it again, Stories on the Spot, you can find it where you get your podcasts, has a banger theme song as well. Uh, my brother and co-host of the show actually wrote that one, so make sure you check out that show. Uh, the theme you just heard, that one I literally wrote an hour ago, and it took me about five minutes. Something I didn't just write an hour ago, that would be the story I'm about to share with you here in our first ever chatterboxing segment. Let's let's call it story timing. That's subject to change. Story timing. On a scale of one to ten, how drunk are you? A state trooper asks my brother's girlfriend. Um uh zero? D.D. and Stone Cold Sober Brook panics. Zero isn't on the scale of one to ten, the state trooper says firmly. Then he cracks a smile. We all laugh. You guys are good to go. We drive through the DUI checkpoint. The night ends with a nightcap and a laugh as we all sift through our Instagram feeds, seeing all the questionable photos we posted. But the night begins with me sitting down in a suit while my mom curls my hair to give it that perfect suave look of the 1950s rockabilly scene. It begins with me putting on a pair of fake glasses and a toy electric guitar. It begins with me reading over Buddy Holly's bio. His shortly-lived career ended by a plane crash, the story behind the Don McLean hit, American Pie. His personal effects read as follows. Charles Holly, 
cash $193, less $11.65 coroner's fees, $181.35. Two cufflinks, silver half-inch balls having jeweled band, top portion of a ballpoint pen. And that's it. Did you notice something missing? Where the fuck were his glasses? Gone. Like him in 1959. Just suddenly gone. Erased by a plane crash. Except, according to the Wikipedia, in 2010, they were found. In a beautiful and fucked up way, they had been launched in the crash. They were buried in the snow with the Big Bopper's watch and found in the spring of 1960. Then filed away in a Shearer's office envelope until someone realized decades later, and I don't exactly quote here, but it had to be pretty close to this, holy shit, we have Buddy Holly's glasses. Probably exactly like that. They resurfaced in 2010. They weren't gone. They lasted all this time. Holly died in 1959, but his legacy, too, lasted all this time, and still goes on. Doofus 20-somethings, with a fondness for all sorts of music and the stories behind the people who create said music, dresses him for Halloween even though they can only name three or four songs, and only like one or two of them. have to admit, since writing this, I have expanded my taste for his music. The legacy is obviously much more than that. There's so much more story to Holly. But for someone, what the fuck is that? It's like a fucking horn going off. I'm doing a podcast. I I hope that was caught on the recording. Otherwise, I'm just yelling at nothing. Okay. The legacy is obviously much more than the whole plane crash thing, right? There's more to this story. And there's, there's more to Holly. But for someone going to a Halloween party at a winery, reading his bio beforehand probably won't make my character any more believable. Most people will still just think I'm Rivers Cuomo of Weezer. But I know who I'm dressed as, and that's good enough for me. I put on his glasses. I hop into the car with my friend Dakota, who's dressed as Jake from State Farm. Brooke is dressed as Louise from Bob's Burgers. And my brother, Ben, who wrote that banger of a theme song I was talking about earlier, is dressed as a motherfucking rotten banana. I definitely look the coolest. And though when we get there and the DJ says that I'm Marty McFly, I drink enough whiskey and Cokes to just nod like he nailed it. We're decked out in our costumes just sitting here at this table while people all around us dance. I jokingly request a song. I send an Instagram post to the DJ. Play Mr. Brightside. No response. Just more Taylor Swift and Michael Jackson. Cringe. Another. For the love of God, play Mr. Brightside. Signed, Jake from State Farm. Ten songs later, I'm walking back to the table from the bathroom, and all of a sudden, I'm coming out of my cage, and I've been doing just fine. Gotta, gotta, blah, 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 want it all. Over the DJ's loudspeakers. I give my table of friends a stupid grin. The dance floor ceases. Everyone stands around like they've been hired for some road construction. They don't know the song, but I do. And most people should, so shame on them. So some dipshit dressed as Buddy Holly dances his ass off until a half-moon naturally forms in the dance floor. Everyone looks on, cheering, while the killers blares through the speakers. And 
for some weird reason, the screen in front of the stage is showing images of Napoleon Dynamite dancing. Perhaps a jest at me wearing glasses and getting it. The chorus comes to a close. I'm Mr. Brightside, I shout along. And then just before I leave the dance floor, I almost completely bump into someone who decided it was a good idea to walk through said half moon. Yeah, that would have been really embarrassing, but I avoided. Instead, everybody claps. My brother's dog died just a month or so before. Just like mine did a month and a year before. We're standing tipsy in the parking lot. Dakota is trying to fish a sweatshirt out of the car while we wait for Brooke to join us. I reach into my pocket and I produce a tape. I got you something. What? I got you a gift. <laughs> Why? I show him the tape. For Sarah, it reads. Who the fuck is Sarah? That's the name of the tape, you idiot. Remember from Over the Garden Wall? Oh, right. Awesome. But why? I pause. When Maggie died. Dude, what the fuck? Are you going to make me cry in the parking lot? After I realized all I had left were memories... And, and they didn't feel like they mattered because I never actually could live those moments again. But then we watched shows like Over the Garden Wall, a favorite in our family, and we get choked up. They're so believable. They feel real. They even made this tape into a real thing. As an aside, the tape was recorded after the series was over as a bonus feature. In the show, the tape is a gift that the main character gives away as a sign of affection. We stand there in the dark. I continue. So if fiction can be real, so can memories. Thanks, man, he says, holding back tears in his banana suit. We pile into the car and head down the road. I've got the spins and a smile on my face. I danced to Mr. Brightside tonight, I think laughingly to myself. I'm coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. Things last if you make them last. The moments you feel good, even when they become memories, don't have to be erased. They can last. Kind of like a pair of glasses. Story timing. That was story timing. And that tale you just heard is an original piece I'm either going to call Bright Side or maybe Glasses or I've got no idea. Definitely not the third one. Anyway, just a few notes on that little uh, tale I just shared with you. First off, Over the Garden Wall. Go go watch that. It is a miniseries. I think it came out in 2015 on Cartoon Network. It's animated. Uh, a lot of people are probably already raising eyebrows. Oh, cartoons are for kids. It was released on Cartoon Network. However, during that time especially, but every now and again they, they uh, get back to this, Cartoon Network was pushing out a lot of shows that had hell of a lot of substance to them, including uh, that miniseries Over the Garden Wall. Other, other hits were Adventure Time, Steven Universe, things along those lines. Things that, they cater to children, but deep down there is, there's much more going on. There's a lot of good conversations to be had after experiencing some of the you know, more substantial uh, events that take place in those, in those shows. Uh, Over the Garden Wall is, it, it's 
it it watches like a storybook and i and i know that i just spent all this time earlier talking about how i like podcasts better than than watching things but over the garden wall it literally it looks like you've just opened up a storybook full of fall paintings as the illustrations except the characters who are kind of done in that you know the 2015 2016 kind of animation style uh, kind of rounded looking they, they look very nice uh, but they juxtapose so well too up against the uh, the backgrounds the setting it's just so beautiful there's a lot of imagery there's a lot of uh, great storytelling elements it, it's just a hell of a series uh, Academy I think Academy Award winning uh, Elijah Wood voices one of the main characters uh, there are a handful of other great voice actors uh, including uh, Christopher Lloyd is is actually he has a hell of a performance uh, as the woodsman. So definitely go check that out if you haven't seen it yet. If you have seen it, go get the tape. They might have a a, a redistribution of it. I know that when I got the tape, uh, it was not the original uh, that they put out. I had to like wait for the next. I keep wanting to say pressing. Obviously, that's not what you do with the tape. That's final but yeah the tape's very cool as well elijah wood uh does a side and b side of poetry and clarinet which is kind of a joke made in the uh, series and they actually go through with it and it's very cool uh other notes here uh well dancing post mr brightside so later on in the night because uh, this was a true story, Brooke got out on the dance floor as well, and so I was just dancing around, and we lock eyes for a second, and she's laughing at me, and she says, you look like an old man, and I think that was both an insult to my dance moves and the way I was dressed. I couldn't protest. Uh, other notes, Mr. Brightside, it's very ironic that it was that song, and perhaps not even ironic at all, it's probably more so purposeful, because while that song is like a super wonderful emo hit, um, there there's a kind of a, an inside joke um, amongst friends about that song uh, that involves that being a, a song that was playing during someone's first time, and so every time that song comes up, no matter where we are, no matter who's there, we're all kind of like chuckling because like it's just a story we did not need to know about, but we do. Uh, and I, I won't share any more than that. Last thing, uh, the dogs. So I won't get into uh, the, the passing of those two wonderful pets that we had, but Ben's dog, they had bred him with another uh, border collie. So they purebred uh, border collies and all of the... Um, all of the pups uh, are in the family, kept all in the family, so it's very nice. That is going to bring us to the final chat. This is the last segment of a relatively short show. I don't mind that. It's nice to have just a quick thing you can listen to kind of in you know, in transit or whatever you're doing that you just need to have something playing in your ears for a little bit. Uh, the final chat is a segment where basically I just have one final thing to say one final conversation maybe maybe it's a, a plug if I have a guest on it could be a listener submitted question or, or topic to just really quickly uh, just bring to light and just chat on it real quick and and you know see what see what thoughts are and and try to get through it without laughing because I'm sure a lot of that would be up the alley of humor uh, but for this final chat 
uh, basically that was it. That was me telling you the segment and telling you some details about this show moving forward and about other things uh, that I am active in. So let's start there. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with what I do or are kind of passively aware of who I am, uh, I am an independent songwriter. That's the label I've given myself, and no one cares but me. Uh, but I try to live up to that. I am in multiple uh, outfits, multiple... Uh, yeah, currently I'm wearing multiple outfits that I plan for the show. No, I'm in multiple outfits. It's in multiple bands, multiple projects. Uh, an artist depiction that is uh, an indie rock band fronted by my brother and I, uh, Ben Bloodgood, guy in the story, guy who does stories on the spot, great dude. Uh, also, I have some solo music as well as a project that is technically a solo project, but it's written from the perspective of three people, uh, fictional people, they don't exist, they're from a fictional place, a fictional city, uh, in the fictional state, Pennsylvania. Uh, it, it's called the Star Reacher Syndicate. And there's a hyphen between Star and Reacher. All of that music is online where pretty much anywhere you're going to be finding music from Spotify to iTunes. In fact, wherever you listen to this, there's a good chance the music's on there. There's a good chance. In addition, I have got a lot of other things in the, in the works here, including BGI Arts. That is our podcasting network, so to speak. Hasn't gone very far so far, but uh, we're doing our best. BGI Arts, basically it's supposed to be like anything creatively that, uh, you know, the Blugged Boys are working on. Basically just a way to try to have everything in, in one place. We're really bad at that, but I will say this is the second BGI Arts podcast, the other being Stories on the Spot, as mentioned before. Stories on the Spot, we are planning a second season. We left with, I, I'll call it a cliffhanger. It wasn't supposed to be a cliffhanger. We just didn't bother to finish the uh, this trilogy we were working on of stories. They're all like, you know, hour-long episodes, and just the last episode we just were so gassed from other things, we didn't even publish it. So that episode should be a lost episode that winds up in the next season, including other bonus episodes from things that we recorded and never published that we were going to put on a Patreon that we actually did not launch because, you know, life and... No one wants to give us money. And if you do want to give me money, I will add places in the show notes where you can send it. Maybe not. However, in addition to just the bonus stuff, there are going to be new episodes as well. So it's all going to be fresh for the listener, but some of the stuff is going to be recorded within the season. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I think that's all the notes I have to pass along. Uh, this has been Chatterboxing. I'm your host, Jesse Bloodgood, and I look forward to chatting with you again. This is a Be Good Indie Arts podcast. Follow us at BGI Arts to learn more.